Everybody's ready to go. He's ready to go. I'm ready to go. And you're ready to go. Well, if you want to lose your money, then bet on funny. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. He's too ugly to be the world champ. The world champ should be pretty like me. You reach, I teach. Oh, lesson just started. That's an interception, folks. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Far back to pass, pumps to the left. Eight seconds left. He gets away from the pressure. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Call Knurkle butter, because he is on a roll. Derek Jeter in first. Booyah! All the dreams, all the hopes for the national championship come down to this play. Young from the shotgun, back to throw. Vince looks, under pressure. He'll tuck it in and run. Vince to the five. Young, touchdown, Texas. Touchdown, Vince Young. Hello. Welcome back to the Jet Sweep Podcast, hosted by the one and only Rhett the Jet, where I'm bringing you in motion and handing off the latest news topics and scores around the league it's kickoff weekend it's finally here i've been amped up for the past two or three weeks now we did have a few games last week but it wasn't it wasn't the same feeling as it will be this weekend this weekend we have thursday friday saturday sunday and labor day monday we all have games on a big weekend, some big games, some key matchups, some interesting matchups. Episode 2, we'll go over some predictions. We'll go over a little controversial uh, news, I should say, uh, that has been popping up the last couple weeks. We'll go into a little bit NFL. Uh, we'll go over uh, some new head coaches, some new quarterbacks, some big things. Short, sweet episode nonetheless, but last week we did have some games last Saturday, Prairie View and Rice, Hawaii, Colorado State, Wyoming, New Mexico State, Uh, we also had national televised high school football, I watched a little bit of the Bishop Gorman and modern day game, Bishop Gorman didn't look too good, Uh, they've have been an extremely impressive and successful program the last few years. When I say few, I'm talking six or seven. So that's not a few. That's quite a bit. I think that head coach going into that game was 43-2, and I think. Overall, of course, it's a private school, so they recruit. They travel the nation in preseason games. Uh, Numerous of national championship trophies. Etc. Etc. So that was exciting. But this weekend, it's here, folks. Texas, Texas high school football, college football. We're still in the preseason of the NFL. However, that will change next week as they open up. Exciting, folks. Exciting. Like I said, we'll go over a little predictions. New head coaches. Uh, I do want to get out. Uh, First, we'll, we'll start off with all the controversy around the NCAA. Uh, one with Jimbo Fisher and the allegations, which kind of has died down. And then, of course, the Ohio State, Zach Smith, Urban Meyer, uh, a little bit of Tom Herman in the mix. I think the AM allegations have calmed down because that particular player who was trying to transfer 
for immediate eligibility at Arizona, which now Kevin Sumlin is at, was dismissed from the team after being exposed on video footage uh, for a racist comment. He is no longer with the team. A lot of Aggies think that, oh, those allegations are false since he made such a profound um, comment. No, I don't think that's how it works. I think an investigation, quotes, investigation is going on. But I think that story has died down a little bit. Um, But I, I don't think it's gone away. And then, of course, the Ohio State, Urban Meyer, suspended for the first three games. They have uh, Rutgers, the second game, I believe, and then TCU, which is huge. And Zach Smith being fired in mid-July over domestic violence allegations, text messages, parents, fans, etc., etc. Zach Smith is still unemployed. And here recently, Tom Herman has been into the mix as the assistant coach that was with Zach Smith in the strip club while they were coaching at the University of Florida. Zach Smith used his own personal money, $600 worth to be exact, did not ask for reimbursement for his play money, we should say. Uh, kinda, And then Ohio State kind of threw Tom Herman under the bus. Oh, it was Tom Herman that was the assistant coach in this report that was accompanied by Zach Smith. To our knowledge and reports, no NCAA violations have been crossed regarding Tom Herman. Uh, Not a good look, but a grown man in strip club, nothing new, folks. Especially a college football coach, it happens. Let's grow up. We've all been there. We've all done that thing. I don't think anything will come to it. Just brought a a negative light to opening weekend as they open up in Maryland versus Maryland, of course, uh, after that upsetting loss last season. But a lot of head coaches, new head coaches at big programs. And we'll we'll start off with, uh, I think, the biggest one, obviously, Jimbo Fisher coming from Florida State to A&M. This will be his first year. Having a quarterback battle between Kellamond and Starkle. A lot of people think Starkle. A lot of people think Kellamond, depending on Jimbo's offense. But that was a a pretty big get by AM. I think Florida State was blindsided by this. Uh, of course, Jimbo had a lot of uh, negative scrutiny at the end of last year uh, and decided to leave took his talents to College Station. The second one, uh, and (laughs) Scott Frost, UCF, a.k.a. wannabe national championships, the NCAA actually are referring them as national championships, or national, national champions after last year's performance going undefeated. Scott Frost goes to Nebraska. I believe Adrian Martinez Uh, Got the nod, a true freshman starting quarterback, first in history at Nebraska. I think that was the biggest move. Scott Frost is a proven head coach, but now he's playing big boy ball. We'll see how he does in the Big Ten. Uh, 
a few surprising, hey, I haven't coached college in a while, uh, pickups. Chip Kelly, UCLA, of course, he was known from uh, coaching at Oregon, going on to Philadelphia. Yes, that's the Eagles, a.k.a. ex-Super Bowl or former Super Bowl champions. Then San Francisco, and then joined UCLA this offseason. Should be an interesting Concept there, I think he will do very well in the Pac-12, just like he did in Oregon. Um, Herm Edwards, Arizona State. I mean, he hadn't had he hadn't coached collegiate ball in over a decade, I believe. Came out of nowhere, was a analyst for for many of years. Got picked up Arizona State. That'll be that'll be pretty intriguing to watch to see if he could pick up the environment of college football again and see how he rolls with it. As I just kind of mentioned, Kevin Sumlin was at A&M, got let go, went to Arizona, which is an odd fit. Once again, a Pac-12 team. We'll see how he does that in there in the uh, desert heat. Chad Morris, great pickup, I think, for Arkansas after letting go Brent Belima. Um, coming from SMU, going to big boy football in the SEC, we'll see how he handles that environment, that culture, that pressure of being in the big boy league, as they call it. Uh, after Jimbo left Florida State, Oregon let go of Mr. Willie Taggart. Taggart will be the head coach at Florida State, giving Francois the nod at starting quarterback this next one kind of threw me off guard and when I say kind of it fucking hit me like a train Dan Mullen ex-Mississippi State head coach was doing really well was really competing in the SEC was producing talent handling their own but he is now at Florida so SEC to SEC That was surprising to me. I think he was Mississippi State all the way, at least for the next few years. But went over to the Gators. Now he's there. Jeremy Pruitt. Name may sound familiar. He he was the Alabama defensive coordinator. Went over to Tennessee. So again, another SEC opponent going to, or SEC coach, Going to an SEC opponent. Uh, Matt Luke joins Ole Miss. As, uh, and we'll get to Ole Miss a little later with, with Shea uh, Patterson. Another interesting move. Sonny Dykes taking Chad Morris' spot at SMU. He was with uh, ESPN as an analyst, then at Cal. Uh, so some, some big head coaching changes. Should make for an interesting year, especially in the SEC. You got AM, Florida, uh, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Tennessee, Ole Miss, all with new head coaches. Should make for an interesting year in the SEC. And we'll move over to top quarterbacks. Kind of like head coaches. A lot of new quarterbacks. A lot of new names at big-time schools. And we'll start... With Adrian Martinez at Nebraska, like I said, joining Scott Frost. True freshman, folks. First time in Nebraska history 
He'll get the nod first snap for Nebraska. Uh, this was in an, a crazy story to me. JT Daniels. And when I said earlier in the introduction, uh, I would bring Bishop Gorman back up and JT Daniels is the reason. JT Daniels was the Bishop Gorman quarterback last year as a junior. Yeah, I kind of I, I said that right. Do the math. Last year, he was a junior. He combined junior and senior classes to enroll at USC as a true freshman. And guess what, folks? Guess what? He gets the starting nod as a true freshman at the University of Southern California. He was 16th quarterback in the nation coming out of recruitment. True freshman, USC. We'll see how he does. He was very, very successful with Bishop Gorman. Sean Robinson taking over Kenny Hill at TCU. TCU is going to be a good Big 12 team, folks. Right there with Oklahoma and West Virginia. They will they will open up some eyes. I think Gary Patterson has done tremendous things for the Horn Fogs. And I think Sean Robinson adds to that recipe. Jawan Pass takes care of Louisville as Lamar Jackson, ex-Heisman winner, moves on. Jawan Pass will get the starting nod at Louisville. I uh, believe they open up with Bama. <laughs> Hello, welcome welcome to the big league, kid. Uh, Kyler Murray, of course, at OU, uh, replacing the Heisman winner, Baker Mayfield. And Kyler, Kyler is a little different than your normal collegiate quarterback. Obviously, he was at A&M, had trouble uh, with Sumlin, uh, didn't quite let him play baseball, transfers to OU, sits out a year, plays baseball at OU, and then gets drafted in the first round by the Oakland A's. And I, we all suspect after this season with OU, he will go on to the big leagues, playing some baseball. Uh, Charlie Brewer, not really new, but um, he was a true freshman last year, completed 68% of his passes. He will get the nod. Uh, Charlie Brewer came out of Austin, uh, Westlake, I believe, or Lake Travis, one of those. Uh, he will get the nod. Be be on the lookout for this kid, folks. He, he has a strong arm, great presence, Smart guy. Hopefully he can give Matt Rule some some hope for these next couple of years. Kelly Bryant played last year at Clemson. Clemson having a big year. I know they play AM here in a couple weeks, but be on the lookout for Kelly Bryant. Another maybe Heisman candidate. I don't think Clemson will lose a step because of that defensive line that they are returning. And though <laughs> Those boys are men, folks. Men. Uh, my Heisman, um, I wouldn't, well, my Heisman pick last year, Mason Rudolph out of Oklahoma State. Drew Brown would get that nod for Oklahoma State. So a lot of, a lot of Big 12 guys in there. Some, uh, some Big 10 guys. Shea Patterson. Coming from Ole Miss, I think Michigan wins the Big Ten this year. 
because Michigan has lacked a quarterback. O'Corn didn't get it done, but Shea Patterson having that experience at Ole Miss, I think gives Jim Harbaugh the ingredient he needs to build a successful team. And I think Michigan will come out of the Big Ten as conference champions. So, new QBs. Let's go to the top QBs in college football. My number one guy, Big 12 quarterback, had an amazing year last year. Hurt his hand versus Texas in last November. Will Greer out of West Virginia threw for 3,400 yards, 34 scores in 11 games last year. Uh, The most experienced quarterback in the Big 12 and maybe all of college football. Um, Another sleeper, Khalil Tate out of Arizona, of course, being coached under Kevin Sumlin. Threw for 3,000 yards last year, 26 scores. He had the second best QBR in 2017. Khalil Tate, folks, be on the lookout. Um, My... Another favorite Heisman candidate prediction of mine, Drew Locke out of Mizzou. 3,900 yards and 44 scores in the SEC at Missouri. His name will come up many, many of times this year. Be on the lookout for future episodes. Be on the lookout on your TV screen. I think Drew Locke is the truth. I really do. Of course, Jake Browning out of Washington. Washington picked to do some big things out of the Pac-12 this year. Only threw for 2,700 yards and 19 scores last year. I think Jake Browning is a very good systematic quarterback. Doesn't do too much, plays his role, takes care of the football. Uh, Which brings me into Jake Fromm. Did the same thing uh, with Nick Chubb in Georgia last season. 2,600 yards through the air, 24 TDs. Sixth best QBR of 2017 like I said another systematic quarterback does his job doesn't turn the ball over makes smart decisions makes safe throws he also had a defense and a run game behind him so that may have helped Georgia also picking up the number one quarterback recruit this offseason so a a couple interesting things good pickup by Georgia I think Jake Fromm uh, with his experience won that job ultimately and, of course, with the new redshirt uh, rules for the NCAA, they can play at least four games uh, in four games. Don't know the quarters or minutes rules, but that, that does help coaches uh, save towards the end of the year in case of injuries or games that are basically meaningless or irrelevant based on conference standings and, uh, and bowls. Uh, those are my those are my uh, top QBs. My Heisman's, like I said, Will Greer, West Virginia, most experienced quarterback in college football, I believe, uh, coming up this season. Bryce Love, out of Stanford, running back, should be a good one. Uh, he is on a, on a lot of a lot of people's radars. Khalil Tate, like I said, out of Arizona. Jonathan Taylor. A lot of people have Wisconsin coming out of the Big 12. I personally don't see it. Um, but Jonathan Taylor running back for Wisconsin. Kelly Bryant, Clemson, quarterback. Like I said, had a, had a pretty good year last year. Uh, has a really good defense coming back. 
I think they make some noise uh, this season in regards to playoffs. Drew Locke, either Will Greer or Drew Locke are probably my my favorites. Uh, as I mentioned, Missouri quarterback threw for 3,900 yards, over 40 scores. J.K. Dobbins, Ohio State running back. I know there's a lot of mess up, up north at Ohio State, but J.K. Dobbins, running back for Ohio State, may make some noise in that Big Ten. I do think Michigan does come out on top, though. And with that, I'll go into a few predictions uh, in regards to conferences, um, and I'll give my uh, way too early Way too early playoff picture. ACC, I'm going to go Clemson just because of that defense. Got a lot returning. Keller Bryant, returning quarterback. But then you have Miami, the turnover chain. It, I think it'll be up to them again this year. Miami had a really, really good season on a Mark Rick. Uh, but I think Clemson comes out of the ACC as champions. Big 12. Um, West Virginia, TCU, Oklahoma, all up there. Kind of, kind of tough to say. A lot of people like Oklahoma. I just don't know with Kyler Murray. He does have experience at A and M. Uh, and West Virginia's defense is a little iffy, but TCU has a new quarterback. Uh, but I, I would, I would pick West Virginia to to turn some heads and upset a lot of people. Of course, Texas. Um, Coming back with a lot of on offense and Tart Orlando, that defense, uh, strive to make some noise defensively again this season. Tom Herman's second season. Big Ten, like I mentioned a couple times, Michigan. I think Shea Patterson is the difference maker for Jim Harbaugh. Ohio State have, right now they have too many distractions. Uh, I, I don't know if that interferes with players' minds. Uh, but I like Michigan out of the Big Ten. Luckily for Wisconsin, they're in the Big Ten West. They got Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Purdue to keep with. Uh, so the Big Ten matchup, uh, I think, is going to be Wisconsin and Michigan. Ultimately, uh, Michigan coming out on top. Uh, Pac-12, ah, Tough. Uh, of course, Washington is ahead of the pack uh, with Sanford and Oregon not far behind. USC with the true freshman quarterback. Don't see them making too much damage. Of course, they travel to Austin, Texas for their first test with the true freshman. But I'll, I'll go ahead and pick Washington uh, just because of Jake Browning and his experience. And, of course, SEC. You still have Georgia, Jake Fromm. You have Alabama, obviously, and you have Auburn. Uh, Stidham coming back for Auburn. Uh, of course, Alabama with Tagovailoa, or however you say his name. Jalen Hurts, still quarterback battle there. A lot of debate going on with Jalen Hurts. If he doesn't get the starting nod, he sits out, graduates in December. Can't immediate transfer with two years left. As a graduate transfer, should be interesting. If he gets the starting nod, maybe a different story. Uh, of course, he hasn't been too happy this offseason 
with all the speculation, rumors, debate. Corson did not play very well in that national national championship game, which allowed Tua to come in and kind of steal some shine. And when I say steal some shine, threw a fucking dart to beat and to win the national championship last season. Um, But those are my predictions. Uh, Clemson, um, West Virginia, Michigan, Alabama, I think are are my top, and uh, Washington are my Power Five coming out of as conference championships. My playoff picture, I will go Alabama, Clemson. I want to say a Big 12 team squeezes in. Oklahoma did last year. Um... I I, I want to say Bama, Clemson, and Michigan, and uh, and West Virginia. I mean, Big Twelve does now have a chom- uh, conference championship game, which helps them out a little bit. Um, but those are my final four as of way too early. Final four, right? Should be a good year. I'm excited. Like I said, games on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday and Monday, folks. A five-day stretch with nothing but college football. Thursday, uh, the biggest game I could see, and it's not really big. It's kind of a joke. Northwestern at College Station visiting the Aggies. That'll be on SEC Network at 7.30 tomorrow night. Friday, we have some matchups. Um, again, not very big. Wisconsin and Stanford. Um, Wisconsin has Western Kentucky. Stanford has San Diego State. Saturday, hello, College Game Day, Herd Street, Corso, Howard. They're all back, folks. Wake up early in the morning, 8 o'clock. Get your beer. Get some food in you. Sit back, relax. Enjoy College Game Day because the normal Saturday routine is here. Starting off, we got Oregon State and Ohio State. Of course, big game for Urban Meyer and all that. All those allegations and controversy going on. We will see how that has affected that particular team. I chose to highlight Florida Atlantic in Norman versus Oklahoma because of the head coaching matchup. Lincoln Riley, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin having an interesting quarterback battle. Should be a good game. We'll see what Kyler Murray has. Uh, Texas versus Maryland at FedEx Field. 11 a.m. Of course, Ellinger gets a nod. Tom Herman with those uh, silly stories popping up about him at the strip club. Todd Orlando, that defense, should be a good year for them. Ole Miss versus Texas Tech, NRG Stadium in Houston. Then we go down to Houston at Rice. A little rivalry there. Small small school. I wouldn't say small school, but big rivalry there. Washington and Auburn, number six verse, verse nine. Big game, 230 on ABC. This, this could be a good start for both teams. Um, it could be a win-win uh, because... You play a big game right off the bat. You can improve your resume right off the bat 
Uh, if you lose, you still gain that big game experience way early. It's better to lose early than lose late, obviously. Tennessee and West Virginia. Again, Tennessee with that new head coach, Will Greer. West Virginia. West Virginia should take that one, but we will see. Michigan at Notre Dame. Two rich programs when it comes to college football history. Very rich. Should be a good game. That is a 6.30 game on NBC uh, in Notre Dame. Good good night game there. I like that one. And Louisville and Alabama. Uh, in Orlando, Florida, neutral site. You know how Alabama is with those non-conference games at neutral sites. Bama, obviously, I think will take that one. You have... And... <laughs> I think this is the most intriguing matchup this weekend. Miami versus LSU in Dallas. Miami coming in in the AP poll as number eight LSU at 25 in Dallas. That's a good Sunday night game, 630. And then Monday, you have Virginia Tech and Florida State on Labor Day. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You have college football on. It's a great time. Best time of the year, in my opinion. You don't want to miss out. But until next week, with the with the scores and the results and some of the things that we will see, I will dissect a little more. But until then, let's break it down and get some water.